The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Welcome into another episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton and Jess Navarre is with you, your normal host, and we are so excited to have Christy Scales hopping in with us, filling Yay. in for Aisha. She's battling through some illness, so we wish her well, but we are also excited to have Christy on the show. What's up, Christy? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Too bad there's nothing to talk about this week. Huh? Oh, right. Oh, it's been gosh. such a slow week, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, this, there are certain years. I mean, obviously, you have free agency, and there are comings and goings, and the roster changes so much every year, but the caliber of player... In particular, this week, it, yep. it feels like you're kind of flipping a new page. Yep. Maybe not every year you're flipping a page, but this may be starting a new chapter. Yep. Absolutely. Obviously, you are alluding to the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is no longer a cowboy. On Wednesday, the Cowboys and Zeke mutually parted ways seven seasons with the organization, and he leaves the team finishing third all-time in rushing carries, rushing yards and rushing touchdowns so this is obviously a significant blow uh, for so many reasons but I really think that when I think about Zeke the first thing that comes to mind is just like the emotional connection that he had to the locker room uh, as well as anyone who came into the locker room he was one of the first guys to welcome me in and make me feel like a part of this team um, so that part of it's challenging, but obviously I think when you look at the production ever since he got that big contract a few years ago, there's obviously been uh, a decline. So it'll it'll definitely be weird, to say the least, to start training camp and OTAs without him in that locker room. Yeah, he's just such a presence. He's just such a force when you're talking to him. And even when you're not, when you're just in the locker room and you know when Zeke is in there, you know, and I think for, for a lot, of people, he is that generational player. I've seen a lot of comparisons to, oh, well, you should have been around when Emmett Smith was was gone. And, you know, to some younger generations, this is their Emmett Smith. This is their equivalent to that player for them. And, you know, I have a, a friend back home who even named her son after Zeke. So he is that player for a lot. He's a, a keystone staple for the Cowboys, and he has been for the last seven seasons. So it stings, and it's definitely one of those really hard business moments that you know is part of the NFL but you know the the emotional connection and just all the memories are really hard to to say goodbye to officially yeah and uh, Babe Laufenberg my colleague on Cowboys Radio our Cowboys Radio analyst uh, I'll use his analogy and you say how hard it is in this business and sometimes it's just brutal when these business decisions have to be made when Emmett Smith can't even finish his career as a yeah. Dallas Cowboy but Babe says you don't have you don't get gold watches in this league there are very few players that are able to leave you know uh, retire uh, as Dallas Cowboys yeah. and um, especially now in the uh, era of free agency and things like that but it's an ignominious end to what really was a great career and man if he just could have stayed healthy for a couple more years if he could have kept that burst right yeah. you know, that we saw the first few seasons if he hadn't uh, had to serve that suspension mm -hmm. uh, you know he probably would have led the league in rushing that season as yeah. well so uh, but to finish in seven years over 10,000 scrimmage yards 
uh, it's fabulous. But to your point of what he meant to the locker room, it's not just the spirit and, you know, kind, he, was, he was like the fun kid brother that came in. Yeah. He brought a lot of fun and spirit, <laughs> but on the field, he did the dirty work. Yeah. Yep. He willing, you know, he, and I don't just mean picking up blitzing linebackers or blitzing safeties, you know, doing a coach Garrett always said that he was the best player he saw playing off the ball. And that was coming out of college. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to miss him. And I tell you, the media is going to miss him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was the first person always, whether it was a win or a loss. The, when they opened the locker room after the game, every, all of the reporters made a beeline to Zeke's locker because he would speak after every game. And uh, believe me, especially after some tough losses, there are players that do not do that. Yeah, absolutely. I, the first one that stands out to me is the Green Bay game. He spoke mm. after that one as well as uh, the Jacksonville game, too. So just his humbleness, his willing to willingness to f- face the music, good or bad. I, I love that you pointed that out, Christy. And it's interesting, too, when you think about how difficult this decision was for the franchise because a couple weeks ago at the Combine, Jerry Jones told us he wanted to find a way to have both him and Tony Pollard on the roster. It just had to work out uh, from a financial standpoint. I want to get into Jerry Jones's uh, statement that he put out yesterday about Zeke. It's pretty long, so I'm not going to read it. I read the whole thing. I did tweet out kind of some pieces of it, but Basically, it starts out by saying, quote, Zeke's impact and influence is seared into the Cowboys franchise in a very special and indelible, 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 indelible. Thank you. No, you like, got I've it right. Never, you, I've never I know, seen like, that you word before. That. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you were right. Indelible. <laughs> he has been a consummate professional and leader that set a tone in our locker room on the practice field and in the huddle. He finished it basically by saying, for me personally, for the franchise, for the players, we will always have a special place and love for Zeke and what he means to our Cowboys family, both as a person and as a player. That will never change. And so it just – reports were coming out yesterday saying, you know, like Jerry Jones basically had like a final conversation with him before the decision was officially made. And to me, that's how you know that this was a really difficult decision. That's how you know the impact – of Zeke will be felt for so long because you even have the owner basically saying, all right, is there anything we can do? Yeah. And so I will obviously be rooting for him um, as he probably lands on another team somewhere. I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that he did because, Christy, you mentioned a couple of his highlights. Uh, Led the league in back-to-back years um, to start. Uh, sorry, my notes are all over the place. Yeah, his first um, two seasons, yeah, his first 2016, two seasons. 2017. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had seven 100-yard games in those, third most by a rookie in NFL history. He did serve that suspension in 2017. Uh, and that, to me, too, kind of encompassed what you were getting out of Zeke when yep. you saw the suspension and how uh, resilient, to use the word of the year last year, he was battling through that in and out of courtrooms and in and out of practice. Um, but then you kind of saw a steady decline once he got that contract extension. This year he had a career low in rushing yards, but he did score 12 touchdowns. So to your point, Christy, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, definitely been, being an impact on this team. I guess where I lean in all of this is thinking how is the team going to replace him? You know, obviously there's names floating around in free agency. This is also a really good year for the draft. Yeah. But I kind of just want to pick y'all's brains a little bit. What do you think this team loses by losing Ezekiel Elliott on the football field? And how do you replace that? I think something important to note, too, that's so respectable about Zeke is that when you have somebody on the come up like Tony Pollard has been, it's so easy to get caught up in human emotions mm-hmm. of, you know, 
oh, I don't want to help that person. That's, you know, that could be my replacement. Yeah, and, and sometimes you can't help that. If it's your body, you cannot help that. And, and that is just the nature of that running back position. And um, Zeke never once acted that way towards Tony Pollard. I mean, TP has been so vocal about how helpful Zeke has been um, just throughout this entire time. And I just love that for Zeke because again it's so selfless and, and we can't say enough good things about him there but I think in terms of you know not necessarily what's missing on the field it's going to be interesting to officially see Tony Pollard step into that running back one role and how he becomes that leader because they're two very different personalities Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott so how he steps into that role and you know say maybe there's a younger guy that comes in to help fulfill that one-two punch if that's you know what they're still going to go with with the Mike McCarthy play calling but to see him become that leader and and fill in that role the leadership role for tp with you know whoever he's going to work with or whether it's malik davis or whatever the situation ends up being but i think what you miss with zeke is the blocking more than anything else because he was such a firm wall for dak prescott like no one's getting to dak if zeke has a say in it and that's just what it was so to me that's a sure thing that you are definitely losing is his blocking ability because it was phenomenal. Yeah, and the blocking, it, when if you say, oh, well, we'll bring in a, a young guy, we'll draft somebody, well, that's usually the hardest and mm-hmm. last thing that these guys coming out of yeah. college pick up is uh, it's not just the willingness to stick your nose in there and help pick up a blitz to help in pass protection. It's recognizing it. Yeah. So uh, that's an issue there. I think from the uh, – what you're going to miss also, and uh, Jess and Aisha, we when we would talk about Zeke during the year, we would talk about what we're expecting in games. So the Cowboy run game is like boxing, where you have mm-hmm. jab, 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 and then the haymaker comes. Mm-hmm. Well, Zeke was your jab. Yeah. And then TP would come in and then hit the big play. Zeke just didn't have the wheel. He didn't have that burst anymore with the knee issues and stuff like that, that if he got through to the second level, that he'd take off. So what would be a 60-yard gain in his first couple years, you know, ends up being 16 or something. Everybody's like, Zeke's not what he used to be. Well, he wasn't because he was playing. He was hurting a lot more than he was letting on yeah. and that people really knew about. But anyway, uh, uh, back to uh, Jess's point of, you know, you've got TP in the, in the role here, and Pollard can still be your haymaker, but who's going to be the jab? Yeah. And who's going to set it up? So remains to be seen. Uh, obviously, it'll be addressed in the draft, and there's still going to be a lot of moves coming in free agency. But it does take that that person not just with the skill set and the body type to be able to absorb that kind of stuff if mm-hmm. you're the one that's the jab but also um that selfless attitude yep. when you're going to be the one it's like it was uh, it was a joke back in the 90s with the triplets where michael irvin hall of fame career and put up numbers and everything but he never emmett got all the touchdowns because michael would make the catch and get yep. get tackled at the two <laughs> yard line and then then, <laughs> then emmett would carry it in and so um anyway uh but that's kind of how uh zeke was over you could also say uh, Zeke did get a lot of his touchdowns this year with the short yardage. He was still very yeah. effective with that yeah. and very effective on uh, converting this past year, the third and one and yeah. uh, fourth and fourth and shorts. Especially yeah. in the red zone more yeah. than anything else. And that's where it was the most productive, right? So he's maybe not making those 60-yard bursts like he used to, but he was productive in the red zone, and he was your, your I can count on that guy, even for that, when he was having a decline. Yeah. That's hard to do. And, and just uh, some, some players – 
and it's just like everyone in life, think of your friends and your family. And some people pay attention to details and some just kind of, you know, through life. As it went on, you know, Zeke, for as fun-loving as he was, and that was kind of the aura that he put off, was attention to details. And it's like small little things. So my favorite thing that happened last year at training camp with Zeke was it's early in practice. And, you know, his hair was getting kind of long. And when Mm -hmm. the guys (laughs) pull it up, what is it, like a man bun that they pull, pull it up in? And he's, you know, he's trying to get his hair under his helmet. But anyway, and I'm just standing there on the sideline, and my hair's pulled up in a ponytail under a hat. And he's he's like, "Um, do you have an extra uh, hair? I'm like, like, no. So I I just took mine and and put it, you know, gave it. So he pulls his hair up. And I'm like, oh, well, that's the last I see of that uh, thing. And then uh, he actually had a press conference later that afternoon, and he starts to go to the podium. And then he looks, sees me, comes over and delivered not, oh. not the ratty hair clip oh, that was all that. sweaty and stuff, but he had gone and, and got new ones and oh. handed me a pack of new uh, hair clip of uh, pony. That's I love so that. sweet. Yeah. It's very you, Zeke. You, you know, and I've been dealing with this. We were talking a little bit before the show just on, you know, the nonsense that has been social media with all of the moves and not mm-hmm. just with this team, just like with players in general. In general. Um, I kind of did a finger wag at a guy yesterday for calling Noah uh, Brown a bum for the season that he had. And, you know, I I love hearing stories like that because it's so easy for us to sit here and say, oh, Ezekiel Elliott had a career low in all things rushing this season, right? But you don't hear that side, you know, the guy who is literally at practice and, you know, remembers to give you a pack of ponytails back or you know the guy who holds the door open for you or who does a second interview even though he's already spoken to people in the locker room because he knows that it's important for you to get that content um I think that's just such an important facet of his game and then back to your point Jess you know the Cowboys relied on him in the red zone and I I saw someone tweet yesterday you know all of his touchdowns and I think 70 percent of them were all one yarders into the end zone and I'm like, are we really complaining about touchdowns? How you got and a like, touchdown? Are we really complaining and, and about? By, by the way, that's the hardest yeah, yard to get. Right. You've got a line, right. a wall of 300 plus pound men that you have to get through. And, and not so, to mention, he's doing that hurt. Yeah, like, yeah. Come so on. it's just, it's, it's yeah. incredible. I love hearing these uh, stories. I actually spoke to a group of girls at ASU yesterday, and one of the things they asked was that, you know, like, how do you deal with, you know, what people are saying to you on social media yeah. about you, or how what they're saying about the players. And it's just one of those things where it's like you even going back to Noah Brown, you know, like yeah. you recognize and you see the work that these guys are doing, you know, behind the scenes a little bit. We get that privilege of having that access and and getting to know these guys better. And it's just it's always so mind blowing to me, the excuses that people will make to, you know, discredit what these men have sacrificed, what these men have given uh, so that your football team can be successful. So, yes, Ezekiel Elliott, most of his touchdowns were one yard runs into the end zone this year, but they were six and sometimes seven points on the board. So yep. are, and, yeah. are, are we're we complaining, complaining about, about points? points? <laughs> Apparently now. Yeah, it's it's always amazing to me, the social media um, I guess, response to these type of situations because, you know, most of what I was seeing was pretty positive yesterday, mm-hmm. filled with stories like, you know, like Christy was just saying with, with different things that Zeke had done for uh, reporters here, or, um, just fans that he's met and, and impacts that he's made. But then, of course, you have the one bad apple that's hmm. going in, the comments, and, oh, I'm glad. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, 
I'm great for you. Like, why do you have to put that out there? You don't have to tweet everything, everybody. Like, yeah. if, if there's a thought in your mind, you don't have to put it out there. Yeah, pr- just... pr- pretend that your mom reads <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Yeah, okay? and something that, and control that yourself. <laughs> really got me yesterday was I saw a tweet talking about Zeke's work off the field and how he helped the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Be- really good tweet. And thing about Twitter is if you retweet something, you're going to get the notification of people responding at that point. Somebody went Unless back. you have your Twitter notifications turned off, which, I by the way, the that. best thing for your mental health. Yeah, I need to do that. And best. somebody said, well, stats are what gets him paid. None of that stuff. And what people don't realize is that word spreads very, very quickly in this business. So, yeah, you know what? Maybe the stats are what gets him paid. But also those off the field things are very attractive to other teams as well, because that's hard to find mm-hmm. in a guy like Zeke. Yeah. And one last thing. Uh, Zeke multiple times won the good guy award, which yeah. there's no trophy. And we keep saying we need to put $5 in on a Whataburger gift certificate. Yeah. We, the reporters haven't done that yet. Poor J-Run but got a yeah, water bottle back this yeah. year. So, so the Good Guy Award is voted upon uh, at the end of the season by the local media, the beat folks who are in the locker room every day talking to the players. And so it goes to the player who's the most cooperative, you know, makes himself available, uh, you know, provides insight and things yeah. like that. So previous winners, Dak, uh, Jason Witten, uh, guys like Marcus Spears. Uh, you mentioned J. Ron Curse, who won this year, but uh, Zeke was a multiple uh, time winner. So, and I'm really interested uh, to think about what it's going to be like at training camp this summer because Zeke was the one that came out, and before Zeke, it was Dez. And I'm talking mm-hmm. talking about fan reaction and setting the atmosphere and kind of the fun thing and who gets the crowd going the most. Mm-hmm. Now it might be Cavante Turpin coming yeah. up uh, next this coming uh, July and August when we go back to Oxnard. But Zeke was that guy. He kind of took that over from uh, from Des Bryant. But I'll be real interested to see who that mm-hmm. one is that gets gets uh, the fans juiced up the most. It is certainly going to be different, to say the least. I am blessed and thankful that I got my first year being his last year here at the organization, kind of set the bar, so to speak, for what to expect for these new guys coming in. So uh, we're going to take our first break, but I want you girlies to think about your favorite Ezekiel Elliott moment. I know you just shared that story, but if you have something else, we'll come back to it and we'll wrap up the show with our favorite Ezekiel Elliott moment. Obviously, though, this is not the only free agency move the Cowboys have made. After a slow start, things picked up yesterday and the day before we're going to talk about some of the new additions as well as we say farewell to some of the players from last year's roster here on girls talk boys talk at jigsaw dating we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home but to be honest we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger that's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper because it's personality that matters the most not looks Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. 
I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton, Jess Navarez, and Christy Scales. We're going to get into some free agency moves for the Dallas Cowboys, but first let's go over to Jess. Register now for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps, presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn the best from the best, uh, the summer AT&T Stadium or Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players, and cheer camps are taught by current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Save $25 when you sign up for camp by May 12th, so visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps to get that yeah, done. We, we just had our uh, spring break one yesterday out Ooh. at the stadium, and it was fantastic. We had people that came, let's see, Iowa City, Iowa, wow. folks from Arizona, driving in from Amarillo, wow. Sheriff of Midland County, brought his grandsons, David brought to his grandson so it, it was a lot of fun but it's I mean it this summer it's going to be incredible Packed. yeah so, yeah mm-hmm. I was at the you were there too but I was at the uh the flag football mm-hmm. um the girls flag football event they had a couple of weeks ago and even that was cool just to see you know like how flag football in Texas has grown and really all over the country so mm-hmm. get out to those camps take your kids to camp we all know you want them out of the house so there's no better place to put them <laughs> than camp <laughs> than cowboys camp uh let's get into some free agency because I know that the narrative surrounding the Cowboys when it comes to free agency is that nothing ever gets done and Mm. that first day kind of felt that way team was maybe sussing out some of the options looking at what's available trying to get the cap where it needed to be and the following day they made some moves they have worked out deals with Donovan Wilson which like hallelujah can we just get a round of applause for Donovan Wilson coming back uh, Leighton Vander Esch also returns. No, Thank you, Jazzy. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch also returning. Uh, there are a couple of guys who have moved out, but I want to focus right now on Donovan Wilson and Leighton Vander Esch. Jess, these are two people that you and I both have been very high uh, when it comes to keeping them on the team. Yeah. Uh, for many reasons, continuity, uh, knowing the game plan, working under Dan Quinn, keeping certain position groups together, and I think all of those things really encompass uh, what these guys can do. Let's start with Donovan Wilson. He just got a three-year, $24 million paycheck, 13 and a half of that uh, guaranteed. I had the chance to talk to him literally seconds after he signed that paperwork, which is I love that for you. So Because cool. you've been so high on Dono. <laughs> yeah. I love that for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had his little baby, uh, Junior. He told oh. us that in 22 years we'll see Junior in a Cowboys uniform, so <laughs> I'm going to hold him to that. Uh, but even more impressive, we know Donovan Wilson is a man of very few words, uh, but you could just sense his excitement after, you know, working that deal out. And I know it was important to not only him, but it was important to J-Ron and to Malik uh, to keep that core group together. You keep your leadership, you keep your veterans together, the leaders of the secondary, especially when you have so many young guys, Deron Bland uh, and whoever else this cornerback draft class is stacked. And so you, you keep that core group together while also helping the next generation uh, stick together. But why do you guys think it was so important for this organization to get a deal done with Donovan Wilson? I think first and foremost, you're seeing the Dan Quinn effect because things are getting done, yes, but also Dan Quinn gives these guys a reason to want to stay and maybe work something out a little bit longer than they would have had he not been here. I mean, to work under Dan Quinn and see the growth that all of these guys have really had the last couple of seasons, Dono, LVE, just perfect examples of the growth that when they're working with, um, you know, DQ – it is insane. So to know that you're going to stay somewhere and get better, but having Donovan Wilson, that's that's great. That just solidifies that your safety group is going to continue to get better. And that was something that we had talked about going from 2021 to 2022 was, you know, Dan Quinn's defense was successful 2021. How can he continue to piggyback off of that 2022? We saw the success. We saw all of the, you know, things that the defense was able to do. But I think somebody like Dono just gives you hope that, that that is a position you do not have to worry about. You don't mm -hmm. have to worry about the safety group. And then LVE, another one, but we'll get into that in a second. But that was so exciting. That was I heard a little Alleluia chorus <laughs> when I woke up. To that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the reason why it's so important to keep Donovan Wilson is because he is a playmaker on defense. <sighs> right. We use we think of, we think of playmakers as offense. We yep. think in who are your playmakers on offense? Tony Pollard and C.D. Lamb, and Donovan Wilson, he gets there when he blitzes. He's always around the ball. So uh, he's your thumper, your physical enforcer there. He can uh, play down if he needs to. So it's uh, it's his versatility. But some players just have a knack for the ball, a yeah. nose for the ball. And he's one of them. And so it's – and uh, I know that the Cowboys did a good job of creating takeaways the last couple of years, but there was a year where Donovan Wilson was about it that we had. You know, he was the lone guy. And that when you're able to surround him with more guys, you know, when J. Ron, Ron Curse comes in and when Trayvon Diggs starts to take off, I know he didn't have as many interceptions this year as last year, but now, now you've got multiple – playmakers on defense but I I agree with you ladies wholeheartedly I, I, when going into this offseason it's like if we can we have to keep Donovan Wilson yeah. do not lose him <laughs> yeah and and honestly he um he was more affordable than I thought he would be. Yeah, a same. lot more affordable yeah. than I thought he would Especially be. Especially when I think if he shopped around a little bit, he could have got more money. Yeah. But again, I think that just goes to show how important it was for him to stay in a place where he felt comfortable, yeah. staying and, in a place where he's yeah. you know surrounded by his boys. Yeah, and, and no state income mm -hmm. tax. So there are yeah. some. <laughs> no, no, I mean seriously, it's important. And it no, is important. And even places uh, people don't think about things like this, mm -hmm. but. When you play in Denver, when you play in New York as a visitor, you are taxed at that level for that game. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you had nine Every games game. or your yep. preseason games too. So 
I know that it's like, oh, it's just a game or it's just eight times. Well, you know, it, it adds up. Yeah. So uh, there, there really are a lot of um, advantages that you have. Uh, the teams that are located in, you know, uh, states that are don't have st- uh, state taxes. So, yeah, he can, uh, you know, make a little bit of that money back. It's so wild that you bring that up. I was looking at Jamal Williams because he's one of my favorite running backs uh, just in general, and he just went to the Saints. But somebody had broken down uh, his contract prior to his move to hmm. New Orleans, and it broke down the state taxes. And when you you hear these guys and, you know, they make $3 million, right? That's a dream for most of us to make that kind of money, Right. But then when you look at the taxes and the amount of that that is just yeah. diminished based on that, it's still a lot of money. I'm not trying to, like, shortchange that. But when you, again, going back to Ezekiel Elliott, when you think about what you're putting on the line, you know, you're risking your body for the greater good for those seven points on the one-yard uh, rushes in the end zone. And then you look at what comes out of that just from taxes. Like, it's yeah, it's yeah. insane. Your, pay, your paycheck is less for that game. Mm-hmm. If you're a cowboy and you're yep. playing in one of those states, then your paycheck— for that game is going to be less than if you played at home. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. Um, that I like looking at when it comes to Dono is um, how his stats have gradually improved. And then 2021, obviously, he had injury. So there's a bit of a drop there mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. But back in 2020, you had a little baby, tiny glimpse of what you were going to get from Dono with 3.5 sacks. He had a combined total tackles of 71. Mm-hmm. And then obviously 2021, he only played nine games. So he had 29 combined total tackles, no sacks. Then you go into 2022. Career 101 season. combined total tackles, seven of which were tackles for loss. And then he had five Sacks. Yeah, he, five. he paid rent in the box. This many. Five. <laughs> he paid rent. <laughs> he, he bought, he, no, he didn't pay rent. He bought land. He bought That's land fair. and he said, I'm staying here. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I, I'd like to say one more thing about yeah. Donovan Wilson, and that is, uh, you know, in the off season, this is kind of the lull. People think it's the lull for the players, but hey, they're already here. Yeah, they're they're already working. But the Cowboys' uh, strength and conditioning coaches and Coach McCarthy, they uh, have the off-season conditioning winners, right? They have the award winners for that. And then the one who is like the overall champion of the off-season, my words, not Coach McCarthy's, but the one, uh, they uh, present the golden whistle. And we've talked about Mm. it before on Mm -hmm. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, but it was back towards the beginning of the 2022 season. But the golden award, the golden whistle award for last year went to Donovan Wilson. And when I say the award, it literally is a, it's a gold whistle and your name is inscribed on it. And it's for um, all of your hard work work in the off season and not just the metrics of how they measure what you do, but your attitude, your attendance, leadership, things like that. And it's Coach McCarthy in conjunction with the strength and conditioning coaches that make that uh, decision. And Donovan Wilson won it last year. So that's the kind of person that we're keeping around the guy who's one of the hardest workers in the offseason yep. and is setting the example for everybody else. I think you can put Leighton Van Der Esch in that same category <laughs> yes. as well when you think about what he's been through from an injury standpoint. Yep. Uh, we've talked about it a lot, too. The The trajectory that he was on last year was very <sighs> similar to that rookie season. Until uh, he, looking at it right now, yeah, I'm like, picked up <sighs> that stinger injury. Yep. But 
the thing that stands out to me about Leighton Vander Esch, kind of similar to Dono, is that he was so adamant about staying with this organization. And, and you teased to it earlier, Jess. He literally said it's because of Dan Quinn. Like he said, yeah. he believes in me. I want to play for that guy. I want to play for Mike. Uh, and so I think with Leighton Vander Esch, you know, you're getting your quarterback of the defense back. And, you yeah. know, I'm hoping that he can stay healthy and continue to be uh, that impact guy. I think he really helped with the run defense with the addition of Jonathan Hankins coming in, another free agent who I would also like to see come back. But uh, Leighton Vander Esch, two years, $11 million, as I mentioned, the quarterback of the defense. Uh, but just another good guy to have on that side of yeah. the ball. And were you surprised by those numbers as well? A that, little. Yeah. That, that was a little more yeah. affordable yeah. than I thought, too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, it just goes to wanting to stay here you know, yep. in Dallas, that's what they could offer. And I think for him, that was he told Brad and I on Cowboys Hour, you know, like, I really, really, really don't want to leave Dallas. Yeah. And so uh, I also thought that, but I just assumed it was that was just probably the best deal that they could come to without him leaving. Um, but again, I think, yeah, he maybe could have gotten a little more somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gosh, it it's always one of those what if situations. I mean, I look at these numbers and they're so comparable to his 2018 season. The only difference that you really see is back in 2018, he had more tackles alone instead of assisted tackles. So uh, what you see here is more of a mix of the two in, in last season is he has his solo tackles and then he has the assists. So one of those guys that sets other people up for success. And I think that's so important with LVE and I think you're just starting to see him get a little you're starting to see him get hot. So I can't even imagine what you're going to see from LVE given, you know, he stays healthy and and all is well with that. But I'd also just like to point out, like, you're welcome, everybody. I think it was really our sales pitches on Girls Talk Boys. (laughs) That's fair. Who did Aisha pitch? Jonathan Hankins. So we are two for three so far. Let's cross our fingers, everybody, that we go three for three because I'm just saying we're doing pretty good so far. Yeah. Just as a refresher, uh, and I don't know if you heard this segment either, Christy, our our last regular season episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, uh, I challenged the girls to do a sales pitch to Jerry Jones. If you could keep any free agent that's on that list, who would it be and why? Uh, Jess pitched Leighton Vander Ash. I pitched Jonathan Wilson. Aisha pitched Jonathan Hankins. So as Jess mentioned, we are two for three. Uh, hopefully we will see something get done along those lines with Hankins. If not, again, the draft is, I think, yep. quietly littered with some really <laughs> talented guys uh, on both offense and defense who uh, can come in. I want to talk Stefan Gilmore, but uh, let's go ahead and take our last break. When we come back, we're going to talk Stefan Gilmore, uh, what he brings to this already stacked secondary here in Dallas. And we'll talk a little bit about what the rest of the division is doing. That's coming up on our final block of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with a recycling bin wide open. (sighs) 
Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. With Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Welcome back to our final segment of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go to Jess. All right. Well, this is how we country. Country Music's Party of the Year is coming to the Ford Center at the start in Frisco. The Academy of Country Music Awards are always bringing you country music's brightest stars together under one roof, and no one does country like Texas. Witness history on May 11th. Limited tickets remain, so get yours at SeatGeek.com. I love always hearing that, like, this is how we country, because it, I don't know why that always makes me chuckle, but... It, <laughs> it's, I just <laughs> love it. This it is how we country. Mood. It's very yeehaw, okay. you know? Yeah, it is very yeehaw. We're, we're going to put Jess on the red carpet there. So I would can... love that. I would look. I love country music. I would be all about that. I will make sure this is how we country. I'll make it very yeehaw. Well, I hope Stefan Gilmore also loves to country because he is joining yeehaw. the Cowboys for his final year of his contract. We acquired him via trade in trade for a compensatory fifth round pick in this year's draft he is joining a stack secondary as we talked about earlier Trayvon Diggs his opposite you've also got that safety room the three-headed monster uh Deron Bland mixing in there as well um you've also got an Israel Mukwamu and a Nishan Wright so a lot of guys really stepping into uh that role uh, I'm not worried about the defense at all I will be, would love for the the offense to be addressed next in free yeah. agency uh but talking about Stefan Gilmore uh when he spoke with our Patrick Walker yesterday he said he has always wanted to be a cowboy this has been uh, a dream of his so we are excited to have him on the roster this year but uh, he brings a lot of experience 29 interceptions uh, in 11 seasons he's been with the bills won a super bowl with the patriots he played with the panthers and of course the colts last year uh very similar to dono as well in having a nose for finding the ball um as i mentioned with those interceptions as well as a a ton of pass breakup so uh i think besides veteran experience you also bring veteran leadership to a group that is really starting to mesh and become you know a huge part of the identity of that defense yeah and i think all you need to know about gilmore is after the cowboys played the colts and they go out for the jersey swap and you have micah (laughs) and trayvon competing over who's going to get gilmore's jersey do we know who got it i'm not sure that's a good question yeah well we we need some investigative journalism okay micah okay Okay, so micah got it (laughs) but you know i I think that's uh i mean oh that's a sweet funny story but it shows it tells you something. Yeah. He's a baller. He's a baller. He's re- already respected by his peers and his new t- teammates. So I think that says a, a lot about him. Yeah. And um, it's going to be, I don't want to jump ahead to NFC East stuff, but with the guy like Slay from Who is, I guess, Dar- going back Dar- to the Darius Eagles. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, he, they were going to let him go, and now he's going to go back. So um, it's very you, toxic, you, here, actually. Here's, here's the thing you can never have enough good cornerbacks. Yes. You can't. Look at what we, we saw that last year. 
We look learn. at what happened last year and Jordan Lewis working back from injury. Yeah. You hope that he, you know, uh, can, can come, come back, back. and uh, maybe uh, share that uh, slot position with Deron Bland or be a big contributor. I love Jordan Lewis. I do too. And then, so nice. you know, um, going to be interesting to see what happens with Anthony Brown's career as he goes yeah. forward because he cost him, you know, that injury cost him a lot of money with uh, going into his free agency season. But I'm really excited about uh, Gilmore and he on one side digs on the other and presumably bland they're playing in the slot yeah i also want to throw out because a lot of again social media is so toxic sometimes but a lot of people were concerned about his age and, and his productivity in that sense you're gonna love this when you look at his stats you go from 2012 which is his rookie season he had 61 combined total tackles 52 of which were solo tackles you want to compare stats. He had 66 combined total tackles, which is the best of his 11 seasons so far. Last season, 53 of which were solo tackles, uh, 13 of which were assists. So, um, yeah, you want to if you want to say somebody is you know not maybe as as young and healthy, nah, go go look at how he plays because it is very opposite of that. I mean, he is he's going to bring a big threat to the secondary for yeah sure. he's a five-time pro bowler defensive player of the year like we don't need to get into like what he can contribute I think for me the biggest thing that stands out is what Christy said the fact that the players are fighting over his jersey in a game where they had a tremendous fourth quarter and they still went over to Stefan Gilmore trying to get his jersey uh you saw the reaction on social media with a lot of these guys whenever <laughs> yeah. the signing was announced you know so I think the respect speaks for itself and again I just think that this is going to be such an addition to uh, a position to where like late in the season that was really a concern so you again you can never have too many good players uh, and you can never have too many good veteran players yeah and I think the key thing here is the Cowboys are not tied to a long-term nope. yep. uh, big money deal and Gilmore did play all 16 games last year usually when some of these guys who were on the back end of their career whose accolades came you know NFC or the AFC Defensive Player of the Year. You know, it was a few years ago. There have been a couple injuries since then. But he did play 16 games last year. But, um, you know, usually you're you're overpaying and you're having to promise guaranteed money and extra years and things like that. And I really see this as a very low-risk, yep. high-reward scenario. I love that. And that's what you're looking for in free agency. And guys of that caliber, it usually doesn't happen that way. It's usually the player, veteran player with all the skins on the wall gets the better end of the deal but I think this is a very very good deal uh, done by Cowboys personnel department and the Joneses I agree let's talk a little bit about what the rest of the division is doing because we you know everybody joked last year going from the NFC East to the NFC Beast and I think that this year is shaping up to be uh, very similar we're starting we'll start with the Eagles who won the division they were obviously Super Bowl runner-up champions uh we joked about Darius Slay we'll see if he comes back but uh uh you know you have him back there you've also got um James Bradbury who re-signed Boston yeah. Scott Jason Kelsey Brandon Graham uh, all really big contributors to that team last season uh, they did lose a little they lost uh Miles Sanders who went to the Titans but they did sign Rashad Penny from Seattle to replace that so uh, they worked in a little bit as well as far as the Giants are concerned uh, they signed Darren Waller which I personally am offended because they're breaking up a marriage like hello Kelsey Plum <laughs> like we're gonna have to do long distance uh hate that but obviously uh as as a tight end he's incredibly valuable 
Um, they have also tagged Saquon Barkley and they handed Daniel Jones that incredible contract yeah. that we talked a little bit about last yep. year. Uh, and then from the commander's standpoint, they added Jacoby Brissett on a one year deal, which I think very similar yep. to um, Stephon Gilmore, uh, similar they low risk. Uh, yep. He had a really good year despite Cleveland's record. Uh, so that'll be interesting to contend against. Uh, they also reached an agreement with Deron Payne. So that's going to be huge for them. Four year, $90 million. And then they've added an offensive tackle and Andrew Wiley, uh, Nick Gates, and they also brought back Tyler Larson and signed Cody Barton. So the division is making moves. How did last season for you guys really set the tone for the NFC East trying to become a contender again? Go ahead, Christy. Well, <laughs> the young quarterbacks, that's the main, what you have to look at when you're looking at a division is uh, the quarterbacks and where are they in their careers and are they on the way up? Are they ascending in their careers? And so uh, Daniel Jones and certainly Jalen Hurts. So yeah. um, the commanders, until they get it, you know, are they Sam Howell, a lot of people liked him mm-hmm. coming out of school, and are they going to be able to let him – mature and That's you know are they, are they going to be patient yeah. are they going to be patient and actually give them a chance yeah. or will they try and make a play for a uh, Lamar Jackson I mean oh, I, I don't know I don't know but that's not quite sure what's happening there are so many moving parts with Washington and just with everything happening with Daniel Snyder and yeah uh, yeah so um but uh, no, I, I think that I think that you have to look at the quarterbacks. I, and when you were going, uh, Haley, over the list with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and there was one name you mentioned, and the way that they were able to keep Jason Kelsey, their uh, Pro Bowl center, all pro, the fact that he decided to return for another year because he's been mulling retirement for a couple years, that is so key. Yeah. And then able, they keep Fletcher Cox on yeah. what, a $10 million deal yes. for another year. Yes. And so, you know, two of your mainstay leader guys, but then they'll be able to do like last year, bring in some younger talent. So it looks like they're uh, still going to be able to maintain, you know, having those veteran leaders, the long-term guys, and then infuse. They're not going to be able to infuse with the free agent talent that they did last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they're having to shed a lot of their better personnel. Which Javon did, Hargrave. Well, that, <laughs> so the 49ers that, that's are all blazing. That you know, was, he was, you know, arguably yeah. number one or number two available free agent at any position. And yeah. it, they've also lost their coaches, you know, yeah. uh, with their coordinators. So it's going to be very interesting. I so. think it sets the standard for what you're going to see for years to come with the NFC because, or the NFC East, I should say, because it's, yeah, it's a, it's a young group. You're seeing young players and you know even I was surprised to see Jason Kelsey return to the Eagles I was I was expecting a retirement announcement and he's like I'm not done yet and I was like dang it yeah I wasn't sure he was going to sober up after you know the the Eagles lost yeah I mean the thing about Jason Kelsey though is he continues to be kind of a thorn in the Cowboys side he's just he's 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 such a great player and he that dance the dance moves we got he's so Philly I mean he's just one (laughs) he was great He's so it's better beloved. than I could probably do. He is so beloved. You know, that's yep. a thing. It, kind of the heartbeat of that organization for a long time yeah. and, and just uh, such a favorite of Philly fans and just one of them, you know. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping he would retire and be better for the Cowboys mm, if all he of had. Us would, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because. Y- Again, last year, I think the standouts were by far the Eagles and then the Cowboys as far as what they were able to do with their roster. But 
I just feel like, and again, this is my first free agency really to cover from the NFL side, so I feel like it's a little bit more aggressive than years past, but also that might just be my inexperience in, in jumping into this. But uh, some of these guys, I mean, like Darren Waller, that was that is splash. you know I mean again another guy where you've seen a little bit of a drop off in his game but he's still Darren Waller so mm-hmm. uh, that'll be interesting too to see just a lot of these teams really showing how uh, competitive this division is how competitive the conference is there's been a ton of other moves that we could spin I literally have like my list that I've been trying to keep of yeah. like all of the major moves that are happening so a lot to keep in mind but the the bottom line i think is this is going to be another competitive division uh there's still some holes to fill for this cowboys team specifically on offense that again we'll kind of watch and wait and see i know there's a lot of guys available in the draft that will help that as well that we'll kind of get into a little bit next week but uh before we go we've got a couple minutes here i know i teased earlier your favorite ezekiel elliott moment it can be off the field it can be on the field Uh, someone tweeted me and said his game winning touchdown against the steelers Mm -hmm. (laughs) great memory that was a great great memory Uh, so I'll open it up to you ladies favorite Zeke memory that doesn't involve him giving you a ponytail (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's it's got to be jumping in the kettle yeah Yeah. it was so fresh it was so fun and the way the reaction to it was all of the thousands and thousands of cowboy fans or even non-cowboy fans that donated $21 to Mm. the Salvation Army Red Kettle for his number twenty one after yeah. Zeke put twenty one dollars after jumping in, so um, that it was just a sensation, and it was like I say, um, completely unexpected. Yeah, it, that it was it was it was joyful, is what it was, and yeah. we don't get too many truly joyful moments that carry on and become something on social media. And, yeah, and, and, and it set and a for, standard for the did. Salvation and, Army and, and, celebrations and for a good cause. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember everybody was upset when he got the fine for the NFL. We were like, no, but, you know. Well, Jerry's like, fine him. Give him another fine. <laughs> I was hoping he'd fine him some yeah. more. <laughs> well, no, it's a great Jerry because uh, Jerry was going to match it and have yeah. all that. So, yeah. I mean, Donated. they were thinking, oh, yeah. we're going to get even more publicity yep. out of this. Yeah. I think for me, it's the Zeke leap. I mean, you're leaping over a whole man, and it was against the Eagles, which yes. made it so much better. And um, something I had noticed, you know, when I had first started going in the locker room was I pulled up all of Zeke's stats because they were playing the Eagles for the first time uh, during the season. And I was like, Zeke, you play harder when you play the Eagles. Like, statistically, that is that is your that is your bread and butter. Like, that is where you're playing your hardest why you know and he's like it's the eagles like you know and just a very zeke response to it but oh man when he leaped over a whole man oh my gosh i remember we all went crazy everyone just erupted at that moment people at home people in the stadium i mean he leaped over an entire man you guys that is hard to do (laughs) that is i zeke just leaped over him like nothing to me that will forever be the epitome of zeke elliott at you know at his absolute best I think for me, um, I mean, there's like there's so many it's hard to think about. But uh, for me, it was when they put out the commercial of him eating the cereal. And that's where the feed Zeke thing really kind of took off. And it is a disgusting video, like (laughs) just inherently to watch. I mean, it really is. But it just that encompassed, I think, who he was in his career. Right. This fun, loving, goofy guy who will down a bowl of cereal no hesitation uh gritty dirty you know willing to 
to do that for his team just to kind of show off his personality. So I, that's whenever I think of Zeke, that's what I think of. But uh, I also think of his touchdown this year uh, against the Texans, that 99-yard mm. drive that he was yeah. able to cap off and just what that meant to the team, what it meant from, you know, the standpoint of resiliency and, and why they made that their word of the year. Uh, for him to be the one to put the team, you know, ahead to give them that late go-ahead touchdown score, uh, that's kind of what I will hold on to is just the epitome of who Zeke is, being their first team when they need him most, even if it's against a terrible Houston Texans team. So we love Zeke. We will miss Zeke. We are excited to root him on in whatever jersey he wears uh, in the future. Uh, but that means that the Cowboys will be building that offense up without him next season. We will, of course, continue to monitor that as free agency continues and the draft kicks off here in just about a month. Uh, but that will do it for us on this episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Christy, thank you so much for being with Yay. us. We love having your insight on the show. It's, it's always amazing. so phenomenal, the things that you share. Yeah, thanks for letting me pop in. Yeah. Absolutely. We will see you guys next week on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!